Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to Ocasis. My name is Madeline Rosemayo. Okay, accent time. It gets pulled out randomly. It was like drunk Russian vibe. Yeah, you know, I made Adam listen to Fiddler on the Roof on the way home one night. Oi. <laughs> and I feel like they need to remix it a little bit because <laughs> to life and our good fortune... Be happy, be healthy, long life is such an impactful song when like I just sang it. But the way they have it recorded, because it was recorded like fucking years ago. You know, we just need a little more depth. We need a little bit more depth. We need we need the remix to life, to TikTok, to prosperity, to like we need to like have some like modern references in there. Oh, no, I'm good with the traditional L'Chaim. Just to life. So then what the fuck, what, what remix are you talking about? Like you don't want an updated version? I need just like better. No, no, no. Not the words. I need better sound. I need a better beat. Oh, you just need like, oh, better beat. So you, (laughs) you need better like sound quality. You need some like auditory sound improvement. Got it. And then you need a better beat. Yes. Did you know? That Lin-Manuel Miranda at his wedding, because his wife is Jewish, he performed a flash mob for his wife where they sang L'Chaim and the Russians were like the in-laws and then the other people were the other side of the family and they did a whole dance off. Is this on YouTube? Oh yeah, it's incredible. Oh yeah. Okay, I'll be watching that right after we get off this. Okay, so we actually have a... I have a few, I do have a few things I need to ask you about. Can we get a a succession update? I feel like I haven't heard from you about it in a while. Okay, so the succession update is this. I was super, super into it. Still super into it, but I moved. And so I just wasn't watching, obviously, TV as much. And then once I got into this new house, which I've only been here for like, well, almost two weeks now, I started cheer. And I just had to finish that real quick. Just had to finish it real quick because I... Did you watch the first season? Yeah, of course. Who didn't? Oh, okay. So... No, I I mean, you're just like very late. Like the season two, like the zeitgeist and the conversation is over. Well, you know what? Kenzie Elizabeth is way nicer than you are because she's been texting me patiently as I go through the episodes and I have questions about how this logistically works. <laughs> she's a better person than I am. She so. is. She is, like, hands down. Also, she's, like, looking so fucking fire lately on Instagram. Like, the looks that Kenzie is serving, I hope she's listening. You look fucking hot, Kenzie. Okay, moving on. It's elevated athleisure. It's elevated chic. The eyes are popping. Yeah, it's all all around 10 out of 10. Um, okay, I have another update for you or no, another question. Yeah. So you recently texted the group chat that you have joined the Wordle game. I've joined the Wordle game. Like joined the Wordle train. And I know you're so pissed because now dad's using it as just a group chat. And I know you and Ben are like, not okay. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I'm not really I'm not liking that you started this group <laughs> chat. But so it's really cute. Dad and I send every morning we send each other our Wordle scores mm-hmm. 
And it's just such a beautiful little ritual. It's actually one of my self-soothing things that we're going to talk about later in the episode, but it has been such a fun little brain teaser thing to break up the day. Ben June and I do it as a little ritual during lunch. We do it together and it's, it's fantastic. It's, you don't get burnt out on it once a day. You feel like you're part of the conversation, part of the dialogue and it's good for your brain. It really does exercise your brain in a totally different way. So I've only done it twice now and I've had to call dad every time and he's had to help me. Oh my God. Wasn't a fan of today's word. Wait, I didn't do it yet. I oh didn't do God. it. Oh God, come tell on. Me. I got to just tell it to you. No, no, you're not going to tell it. No, you, you definitely, no, don't, do not okay. tell me. It's. Oh my God. Do not tell me. <laughs> okay, I won't. You'll get to it and you'll text me and I'll, you won't even say anything. Why would you have ever told me? That's so rude. Okay, because it's like a, it's not, it's just a special word, so. Oh my God, well, okay. What's your go-to first word? Okay, I've literally done it twice. What, what do you, how do you start? Like, I don't know why, but whenever I think of a five-letter word, it's like, right, fight. You know what I mean? Sure, which was the word the other day, uh, was light. No, nah, that wasn't, I wasn't playing yet. Oh, you haven't been in it. Well, anyways, welcome to the club. Welcome to the tribe. Happy to have you here. It's a fun time. Oh, I'm, I'm happy that you're happy that I'm here. That's what I needed to continue. I needed your your happiness. Oh, <laughs> good to know. Okay, should we do current fixations? Yeah, I'm going to go first. Okay, so my current fixation, you guessed it because you follow me on Instagram. You saw the pretty montage I did yesterday on my stories is the leave-in conditioner by Crown Affair. So we had Diana Cohen on the podcast two years ago, over two years ago, like almost three years yeah. ago, actually. Like, no, it was not three years ago. It was during the pandemic. It was 2020. Oh yeah. Okay. Almost two years ago. <laughs> Mid-2020. We've been only doing this podcast for three and a half years. Okay. Well, you know, time's an illusion and it's like driving me insane. So we had the lovely Diana Cohen on the podcast when she had just recently launched Crown Affair. And at that point, I believe she launched it with one product, which was the oil. And so we fell in love with her. We fell in love with the brand. And I hopped on with her and her team after that call to talk about my hair needs with curly hair since the oil was incredibly smoothing and hydrating, but I needed something more moisturizing for my hair and for my curls. And so literally now two years later, she created the leave-in conditioner. And she was gracious enough to send it to me and I immediately showered. Like when Crown Affair gets to your doorstep, I don't care what what you have going on. I stopped what I was doing and I got in the shower. So I love, there's a couple things I love about this. One, obviously the smell. Every smell they do in that brand is absolutely ridiculous. Yes, the branding was incredible. As always, we expect that from Crown Affair. That is a cornerstone of the essence of what that brand is. What I really loved and appreciated is how big the product was. Like, especially when in the luxury beauty, skincare, hair care market, 
you know, I think you and me, Mads, are willing to spend more for quality, for things that are really beautifully sourced and organic and not toxic and whatever, all the things. But the fact that this product was so big and had so much product in it made me feel really good because I felt as if it was something that can be a staple in my life and I can actually use it, especially with my hair. I have so much hair and I can go through like their oil really quickly. It was nice to see a product that wasn't super minuscule that's also luxury and also also really high quality. So I put it on and my hair looked incredible. I was DMing Diana and I said that I am the effortless girl that I've always wanted to be. Like Crown Affair helps me be the effortless girl I've always wanted to be. Mads and I have very curly hair. Our hair is always high maintenance. It's never this like get out of the shower. Yeah. It's effortful. It's effortful. It's never this get out of shower. You know, you know, the girls that you see, they're in mom jeans and oversized button ups. Their hair's just like out of the shower, naturally dry. And so this product gives me the effortless girl vibe. I use the towel. Obviously, I use the towel every single day. So bravo, bravo. That towel is elite. I use that towel every day and it's elite. It's elite. And the leave-in conditioner is also elite. The move here is not to put it on in the shower. The move here is to dry your hair first or use the towel. I use the towel for like 10 minutes and then apply it like a styling cream, like a gel, if that makes sense. That's the move. We got the formula. Scott, you were a you were a beta tester. I was a beta tester. She sent me a sample a couple months ago, but oh I made a mistake with the sample oh. because she wanted my oh. opinion on my hair. I made a mistake. My mistake oh. was that I used the sample in the shower and then put the towel on. So I still applied product afterwards and I loved it. Oh, Adam loved it. Adam tried it. I loved it for how it made my hair feel really smooth and healthy, but I didn't use it as a styling technique. And then when they uh, sent the leave-in conditioner, I read the instructions and it's actually uh, supposed to be used as a styling, you know, whatever. And so I thought, okay, let me... Okay, so it was a, it was a user error on your part. It was a user error on my part, but my feedback for her from trying it was that it was it worked really well when I straightened my hair, but this time I styled it solo, just using this product and- Solo, effortless solo hair vibes. Amazing. You know what? Wow. Watch out, Mads. Watch out. I'm an effortless girl now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never cringed so much. I'm an effortless girl. Fuck off. <laughs> this is taking me Anyways, a really okay, long time so to get here. Yeah, I'm not there yet. So you're you're doing something right. You're better than me. That's for sure. It's crown my affair. My hair is still crown affair. Okay, let's get into my current fixation. I haven't done like a book current fixation in a hot minute. And I just want to say I have been on a reading streak. I have been having a lot of good luck with books lately, which is, I mean, name a better feeling when you're just like back to back to back to back. Every single book is good. So I want to highlight two books. One is from our girl, TJR, One True Loves. Now, this is a pre-Hugo, pre-Evelyn Hugo TJR book, I believe. These are more of her early stuff. And I want to read all her books. I don't think you would like it, Scout. So I'm not prescribing it to you, even though you did write an essay to TJR about how beautiful of a writer she is. What's the aspects that you don't... Think I would like. Okay, so it feels a little more romance novel y 
than her other books. Got it. If that makes sense. I can see that but, trajectory of her career. Yeah. So, but it's not in, a, but not in a bad way. I mean, I loved it. It was heartbreaking. And I'll say this, I'll say this as well. There wasn't like, you know how Daisy Jones is in that style of oral history and then there's the twist at the end and Evelyn Hugo is the twist at the end and it's just like this immaculate storytelling. This one is about two people fall in love, the guy dies and then so she finds a new love but then the guy actually never died. He just like went missing and then he comes back. So he wants to get back together with her and she, and it's her one true love, but now she's with this other love and it's this whole, oh my God. I'm sorry. Did you just give away the book? No, that is lit. No, that's not a spoiler alert. Um, that's like part of the synopsis. Okay. But I'm not going to spoil who she ends up with. I mean, that's, you know, but they're making it into a movie anyways. Oh, it's an Edward Jacob situation. See this lit theory. Remember I told you about the lit theory? <laughs> it is. It is an Edward Jacobs situation. There's that lit theory. Anyway, so, one girl, two guys every time. Oh, all right. Well, okay. Let's not, let's not like really think too much into Twilight. Like I think it's, I, we stop at one point. No, I'm not reach, I'm I'm talking about the lit theory that says that it's, remember I told you about this on Green Room? Yes, I know. It's everywhere. You're a data analyst when it comes uh, to lit theory and tropes. Okay. Anyways, so- Great book. Read it in like less than a day and it was fantastic. That's also my new like favorite thing and it'll be part of my self-soothing techniques is like legit reading a book in one sitting. It is, there's no better way to spend a Sunday afternoon. Just sit there, park your little tushy on your couch, tushy in your bed, snuggle up, get a tea, get a tea brewing. Yeah. And just read. You know, I can't I can't do the whole book in one sitting. I get tired. I get a little sleepy. But I have done it before. Mm. And the last time I did it was in the height of the pandemic when I had nothing else to do. Sure. Sure. Okay. And then one other book I want to share with the class is the new Coho book. For anyone who doesn't know, that's Colleen Hoover. And it's called Reminders of Him. And it's great. It's, it's going great. I haven't finished it yet, but it's going great. I get excited to read it, which is always a good sign. It's a little thrillery. It's a little sexy. Mm, all the things mm. that you could ask for in a fiction book. So also, sister, if you're listening and you are a bibliophile and love to read like we do, we have a Geneva home and we have a little room where you can talk about books. And people are always putting their books that they're reading there. Oh, the community <laughs> center. <laughs> the community center. There's a books exchange. One of the most surprising side effects of postpartum for me was that my hair started shedding right around the crown of my head. Now I have these random baby hairs sticking out near my forehead that I just can't figure out what to do with. Yeah, I keep asking you to tame those down, but they seem to be very stubborn. Yes, I know, Mads. After a few months of me not seeing improved hair growth, I knew I needed to give my hair some extra strength and support. Enter Nutrafol. I just got the Nutrafol's postpartum supplement and I'm so excited because I'm committed to supporting my hair health now that I'm postpartum. The next six months is going to be me and Nutrafol. I might not be a mother like Scoutala is, but as you sisters know, we are always on a hair journey here on OK Sister Podcast. I am always looking for a way to up my hair health game. 
I love Nutrafol because they have a whole body approach, multi-targets, underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker and stronger hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I think that's my biggest brand contribution to OKSIS, calling Geneva the community center. Okay. I don't think that's your, I don't think that's your only brand <laughs> contribution. <laughs> Jesus. Well, give yourself some more credit. I give a lot of brand contributions and they get shut down, just like my effortless girl motif just got shut down so when one sticks motif you cannot call something a motif if you've only referenced it once a motif is something that reoccurs yeah how can it reoccur when it gets shut down by the brand dictator (laughs) 
Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about how many motifs could have lived in the OKC's land? Could have lived? The potential motifs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. I like thinking about that. That's good. Oh, you like thinking about all my shot down ideas <laughs> that had no chance? Okay, no, let's let, get okay. into this no, episode. I'm going to say oh, it. Sorry. I'm going to say it. <laughs> in honor of all the dead motifs that never lives. Okay, sisters, we are actually having a wonderfully... Uh, organized and thematic episode today. We are going to talk about our best self-soothing practices and rituals that we turn to when maybe the anxiety is kicked in, maybe we're feeling out of focus or brain fog or overwhelmed, or just like we need a moment. Where where do we turn to? What are the things that we do and how are we conscious in those moments so that we can self-soothe and show ourselves a little bit more love that day? So I will kick it off with my first one. Okay. Okay. So my first one, which I never thought that I would ever actually say is meditation. So meditation. Yeah. So I, Hey scout, guess what? That's also my first one. No, no. Makes sense because we were going to talk about meditation. Then we talked about self-soothing, you know how it goes. So my meditation practice, I never really had a consistent one. I dabbled a little bit at nighttime to meditate before I went to bed, but it was really just, it felt more of like a way to wind down and enter into sleep versus an actual meditation, but it was the way I did it. You know, leading up to my book launch, I listened to the same Sarah Blondin meditation over and over and over again. And so I feel as if I dabbled, but I never really understood those benefits of like, you hear people who tap into a meditation practice and they feel overall less reactive during the day. It's like a home base for them, etc. I never fully experienced that, but my meditation practice has officially gripped itself into the consistent and mandatory non-negotiable daily morning routine. And it started actually in Tulum. I went to a meditation at the gratitude tent, which Maddie likes to eye roll at with my husband, Adam. And I just had a really, really great, it was a whole hour session. It was a hypnotic meditation. And ever since then, I just really wanted to commit to it. So I started meditating in the morning. Sarah Blondin on Insight Timer has always been my go-to because she's extremely poetic. She's got a little bit of the dark side. She's deep, she's soulful, she's spiritual, et cetera. But there was something about Sarah Blondin that was potentially too heavy for a six o'clock a.m. situation. So I started meditating with none other than... I'm really curious to know what like a dark and heavy meditation. I feel like I've never heard that in the same sentence. Like what, how could a meditation be dark? She references and brings up the more depression. uh, Yeah. Like the more depressive sides of us and about making, I find that she's really great to listen to when you're going through an emotionally uncomfortable situation to be reminded of your sacredness of the human experience by, because she acknowledges the dark side of where you might have turned to in the moment. Okay. And you've listened to one of hers. I've sent you them a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, we're all about integrating the shadows. Yes. I got it. So anyways, but Melissa Wood, I feel like is more appropriate for the morning when it's just kind of starting my day and tapping in. And so I have actually... And she's expander of yours. She's She, I'm sorry, if I am not... Like when I see images of her on her Instagram that she posts in the outfits that she wears. Is that not me in 10 years? Like, yes or no? Uh, yes. Yes or yes. Yes or yes. Uh, I could walk into her closet and wear the snakeskin matching 
blazer and pants today. You know I would if I could afford that, if I could afford that outfit. You know what I mean? So anyways, I, okay, back to the meditation practice. So I have actually not missed a day of meditation in the last, I think, one, two, three months. Every single day I've meditated. And in integrating a morning meditation practice consistently, at least 10 minutes a day, I have awakened to those results that other people say. I'm less reactive. I'm less anxious. I'm much more centered. I feel as if I'm able to come to situations that would otherwise trigger me with a little bit of a calmer heart. And I also find that I can just do a quick five minute one in the middle of the day to recenter myself. So meditation is something I do every day to set up a base, but then in those moments, since I have that base and my body feels comfortable in that alone space now and craves it, in moments where I feel anxious or stressed or overwhelmed, I can stop what I'm doing and just do a quick five minute meditation and it transforms my energy. I'm with you, sister. I am with you. So I am too a meditator. I can't shut up about this app. I've mentioned it on every episode, probably for the fast, whoa, past five episodes. The open app, it is, I don't know how to describe it. I feel like I've done so many meditations apps. I've done Headspace, I've done Inside Timer, I've done Calm and nothing has like lit up my soul like open. And I think it's, I mean, it's definitely, it's the UI UX. First of all, the branding of this app is just fan. Like, I feel like I am in a womb. I'm like, open the app. I walk into the app. I walk into the app and I'm in a womb and it is just so fantastic. The teachers on there, their voices melt me like butter. I'm going to shout out my girl, Erin Gilmore. She is so incredible. She also does like the yoga classes on there as well. And she has amazing meditations uh, and her voice is just so soothing to me. So they have a whole variety, right? Like five minutes to, there's ones where it's like, help I need like right before a meeting like you know what I mean like super specific so like or like help this really triggering thing just happened and like you could like SOS you know what I mean so they have like those types of moments which I'm just so grateful that they've phrased it that way because yeah in the middle of the day instead of just like a morning meditation or a gratitude which they have those of course but it's like what if I'm in the middle of the day, something has triggered me, something is happening. Like, I don't know where to turn. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't want to like sift through meditations to like know which feeling, emotion I'm feeling, right? So these blanket ones where it's like SOS, like I also, when the trigger happens, I think immediately of Mm, the open app. And then I go and I do the meditation. It's so, so quick, five minutes. They also have tons of breath work. I can't recommend it enough. So Honestly, like that has been so life-changing because I've never been a midday meditator. I just, something about it, like I'll scroll on Instagram for five minutes and and that'll be fine. But like for some reason, if I meditate for five minutes, it's like not productive. I don't know. It's so twisted, but I've been forcing myself to do it more often because it really does. Like you just said, like recenter you, ground you, kind of get you out of your head and out of your thoughts and just like back into your body and the reality of the situation. So I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. I'm with you, girl. Yeah. I think the main theme that's going to come out of this conversation is that in these self-soothing practices, you're stopping what you're doing and you are disconnecting and detaching from the perceived threat or the perceived overwhelm or the to-do list, anything in your external. And it's about making a choice, a conscious choice to stop, pause and engage in an activity where you are connecting inward. So I think that's 
at the core, if you're thinking, like if you listen to us talk about how we self-soothe and you don't relate to something or whatever, the main essence is how can you take a step back and go inside, go internal for a second to recalibrate. So my second, which I know is not a luxury that everyone can have, but for me, it's a bath. So, and it's not a bath in the sense of like, I don't spend an hour in the bath. When I bath, it's 10 minutes, maybe because I get so hot. When I bath? I get so hot in there. I start sweating. We've talked about the logistics of the bath. It is really strange. Like, why do you, I'm not going to go in a warm bath, but I go in the hot bath and then I'm fucking schwitzing after a couple of minutes. But there's something, I mean, there's always something been very spiritually cleansing about water. There's the mikveh in the Jewish religion. There's baptism, you know, there's something about submerging yourself in water that completely clears your energy, changes your energy, whatever. So if I feel like I need a moment, if I feel like I'm stressed, I'll put on an extremely, I'll run an extremely hot bath. I change out of my clothes. I get in for 10 minutes without my phone, 10 to 15 minutes, sometimes five minutes, depending on how hot it is and how much I'm schwitzing. And then I get out and I change clothes and it's just this kind of reset. The hot water feels like a warm hug, very womb-like. The hot water just changes your everything. It changes your temperature, it changes your energy, your phone's away, etc. So for me, if I'm home and I'm in between, I have 30 minutes in between meetings and I'm just feeling a little not productive or not motivated and not focused, I will run a bath and just hop in for 10 to 15 minutes. Womb. This is a theme. We're just trying to get into a womb. Yeah, we're trying to get into a womb-like space. Womb-like space. Okay, my next one, honestly, I just remembered this, is the Pomodoro method. Now, this night might not be a traditional self-soothing practice, but what I do love about it is that what you just said about it forces you to get out of the situation. You know, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the Pomodoro method, it is just like a productivity hack that I use a lot where you put the clock on for 25 minutes and you do focused work for 25 minutes. And then when the timer goes off for five minutes, you just you do something else away from your phone, away from your your computer on any screen. So what I usually do during that five minutes is you know, pee if I need to pee and then like get some tea. Maybe I was doing laundry. I'll take out the laundry. Maybe I'll make my bed. And it's just this incredible reset even. And it feels so much more productive because yes, you might think like, oh no, I should just keep going. If I'm in a flow state that actually leads to burnout and it, it doesn't sustain it. So if you just do 25 chunks of like very concentrated focused work you just, you feel so much better about your day at the end. And it just feels so much more intentional. I feel like I've I've achieved a lot. So I think that's an amazing self-soothing slash productivity hack that everyone should try. I think it's, it's a phenomenal, it's helped me a lot. Yeah. I wonder whenever you talk about it, it doesn't resonate with me. Like there's nothing about me that really wants to try it out, but I do find (laughs) what there, I mean, only working for 25 minutes and taking a five minute break just doesn't really sound great for me. But I do know that when I take breaks, which I guess I'll just use this one as my next one, which is eating lunch outside. So actually consciously having... Hey, I read this somewhere. I read this somewhere in this book called The Emotional Entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) By Scout Sobel. Yes. Oh, you read this idea. Oh, I thought you yeah, were going to elaborate. Fucking book. 
No, I read this in your book. Oh, okay. So anyways, <laughs> talking about like getting away and doing something different. I have noticed that ever since I opened the office over at Scouts Agency, we are in Hillcrest. There's not like really an outdoor space. And so there's nowhere to kind of go and be outside to eat lunch. And so I've just kind of been eating lunch at my desk or in the conference room area and not taking that traditional outdoor lunch break that I usually do. And I've noticed a really big difference. So I am working from home today and I decided to get back into that roots because I have been feeling around the 3.30 mark, that brain fog, that, that kind of burnout moment, that exhaustion. And that is because I believe I haven't been taking that lunch outside. So I feel as if getting outside and eating a meal a day is a really, if you can, obviously, if you live in the snow, I get that's probably not going to happen for you right now. But if you can, getting outside, eating a meal outside, not wearing shoes, grounding and leaving your phone either inside or turning it over and listening to a nourishing podcast is such an incredible way to remind yourself that one, you're connected to mother nature, the earth, things beyond your screen. I have a logistical question about this uh, grounding practice you talk so, so frequently about. Do you wash your feet after? What happened to your feet? Your feet are now dirty from the dirt. No, they're not really dirty. They're just, you walked in grass. You walk, you walk in the house after the feet in the grass. Yeah, because I'm not walking fucking on, in downtown Manhattan, like through fucking homeless shit. Like I'm down, walking down, in my nice down, garden. Down okay, got it. Okay. Um, a guard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll say mine then. So mine has been taking calls on the roof. I did this yesterday. Uh, my co-founder. Oh yeah. The best. My co-founder Lauren and I, I have it like, it's been interesting. A lot of calls that we've had recently, people are like, which I love. Like I, I'm so happy. I'm so fucking zoom fatigued out. We're all zoom fatigue. And a lot of people have been like, Hey, can you just call me? And I'm like, yeah. What? Like, why did, why were we just assuming oh. that everything needs to be a zoom call? And so it's, I mean, it's interesting we're, we, there's pros and cons. Cause like there's, usually we have to merge them the calls and it's us three with the person me and my co-founder Lauren and then it's a little different because you can't see the person so you don't know who's talking or like who's going to talk so there is that which we like about the zoom but what I've been noticing is a lot of people have been just like asking either or being like I'm going to turn off my video because I'm going on a walk like during this call and I feel like that's I never thought that I could be that type of person just because I like to focus on one thing and I also like to take notes and, and things like this but Lauren and I do an emotional check-in every single week and I took it on the roof yesterday and it was so beautiful because like the sun was setting and I was just like, and honestly, I was spewing wisdom. Like I should have recorded that call because I was giving Lauren the best pep talk of my life. And it was just like, wisdom was pouring out of me. And she was like, wow, you are just like, you're a wealth of knowledge. And I was like, I think it's because I'm on this roof and I'm looking at the sky and I'm just like, we are on the right path. I was like fucking Yoda up there. Mm. It wasn't the emotional entrepreneur. It wasn't, it wasn't the emotional entrepreneur that helped me with this, but yeah, so. That's amazing. You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. 
Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Yeah, you know what? Taking any call I can take on a phone, it's happening. Yeah. Okay, let's, yeah, let's make this pact here and now. Just phone calls. Like, we don't need to see each other. I take, I think most of my calls at this point are on a phone, except for team meetings. I don't want to see myself this much. I, I don't think it's natural for us to see ourselves this much. No, it's not only that I get a headache because I feel like I have to raise my eyebrows to look engaged. <sighs> on the zoom and I'm getting one wrinkle. I literally, this is not a joke. I never had this wrinkle above this left eyebrow. And ever since the pandemic, on oh my God, zoom, that's so I funny. raise my left eyebrow to look awake and alive on zoom to the other person. And I now have a line. Wow. So yeah. So everyone for, so that scout doesn't get any more wrinkles. We're transitioning to phone calls. Yeah. But that's amazing. Taking that. That's so one. I just want to commend you guys. That's amazing that the two of you have emotional check ins every single week. That is emotional entrepreneurship. And that is the future of business and business relationships as founders, as team members, as everything. Everyone who has a business should take a cue mm-hmm. from that. We have a little rubric if anyone is interested in knowing the, the questions that we've. I am. I am. I want to implement it into my own team. Would you like me to share them? Yeah, I just said that. Oh, OK. Hold on. Oh, like right now. Yeah, that's a, what I just said. Oh, I thought you were going to like, I don't know, email it or I don't know. I'm going to just tell it to you right now. Ready? Okay, go. Go. Things that we're happy about and grateful for. Mm. Non-operational things that are stressing us out. So life things, not about the business. And oh, then, okay. I don't want to hear that from my team. <laughs> okay, well, this is just, you know, Sorry, we're keep- friends too when we're co-founders we're friends no i know you guys have to do it because you guys are co-founders yes yes co-founders um but uh i think it helps because some of your life things seep into the business things so it's good to know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. operational things like about the business that are stressing you out something i need from you to make me better and to make the business better Mm -hmm. did you guys come up with these no we got them from another co-founder 
partner that do this every single week and it's it's Aww. in the cow it is uh, a standing recurring event i love that non-negotiable i'm gonna start doing that i love it that's a really really good that's a hot tip right there hot tip okay my next one is the big one something that it's not really like something i do it's the big one it's a big one it's not something i do in the moment where i need to but it's something that allows me to continuously be in a self-soothing space or in a space where i don't need to self-soothe i no longer answer every dm or every text very good very good. Like my friends have texted me and they haven't received an answer, you know, like, wow, I'll either get to it or they'll, they'll text me again and then we'll reach out. But I continuously have about 20. That seems like progress. Yeah. I continuously have about 20 unread text messages at any given moment. I just like, I didn't know you were that popular. Like I really <laughs> was not aware that like people were trying to reach you. Uh, how many bridesmaids did I have? I know. You've also inspired me to not have bridesmaids. I'm, no, I'm not going to have bridesmaids. I'm not engaged, just <laughs> to be clear. But I am, I'm not going to have bridesmaids. Well, I'm going to be a maid of honor. Yeah, I'm like not going to have anyone up standing up there except for you. Yeah, smart move. But yeah, so I literally don't give a shit. Like someone could be texting me and I'll answer and then they'll ask another question and I'll be like, nah, already answered the first one. Don't need to answer two tonight. Great. That's what I do. I don't really answer anyone. Yeah, I know. I had to I answer everyone. I answer everyone at once. You've been you've been answering like half of my questions lately. <laughs> because because you send so many that it's like <laughs> I just forget about the ones that you sent first. Like just send me one at a time. My brain can't process that much. Oh, do you want to know my pet peeve? Sivana Ayla posted this on her Instagram stories. It's not her pet peeve. She does this. You show this to me. Who does this? I've never I've never uh I've had clients do it to me and I'm and I feel like an oh. asshole because I have to be like, hey, just confirming as per my no, no. email like no, because I'll be emailing them about a new contract, updating billing dates, and I'm asking, do you want me to bill you, you know, January first or January fifteenth? And which credit card do you want me to use? And, and they'll say, say yes. yes. And I'm like, nope. I'm not going to process that invoice. You didn't tell me what to do. And it's very stressful because you don't want to sound like an asshole. And so you'll ask again. And if it's still cryptic, you're like, I guess I'll figure this shit out and see if they get pissed at me. Uh, yeah, that is so funny. I don't I don't remember. I've never experienced that. Anyways. OK, those are my that's my last one. What's your last one? Oh, OK, uh, you know, other than reading and walking mm -hmm. is a new f new development in my life. Wow. Because you were pretty you were pretty uh, you didn't understand the logistics of the walking ritual. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't really understand them. But what I'm going to go been... for a walk after this. So this what shoes you wearing? OK. Uh, you know what? Excellent fucking question. Because let me tell you why. This is the logistic. This is the logistical error I have. Okay, so, you know, it, it depends what kind of walk you're going on. You know, like if you're doing some uphill stuff, if you're kind of looking to exert a little more, then I go with the tennis shoe. Get the heart rate up. If I'm just doing a leisurely walk, like a 15 minute get out of my comfort zone, get out of the house, change scenery, be in nature, have Looney with me, whatever. I'll wear a flip-flop. You'll wear a flip-flop. Okay. So 
yes, this is this is the big thing for me. The reason I was never a walker was because I thought you had to always wear tennis shoes to walk. And I don't like tennis shoes. I only wear tennis shoes when I work out. Mm-hmm. And additionally, usually after I work out in the mornings, I change into sweats. So it's like, I can't go on a walk with the sweats because then I'll start schwitzing and then I'm wearing Birkenstocks and it's like, then I schwitz in the Birkenstocks and it's a whole mess. So I think what I have solved for is that after the workout, I stay in the gear, okay? Okay. And then I walk and then I'll shower later. Now. That's a good idea. Right now though, I would like to go on a walk and uh, I have sweatsuit on and Burks. So why don't I try it and I'll get back to you. Yeah. There's a difference between a leisure walk and a more physical activity walk. Walk, walk. Yeah. Got it. And the, the leisure walk is a great self-soothing practice because it's just. You're yes. not working out. You're not trying to work up a sweat. You're not trying to get your heart rate up. You're just disconnecting again, going inside internal and getting outside and changing up your scenery. Going inside and getting outside. And going inside, getting outside. Changing the internal and nice. the external. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. What a great episode. A classic OK Sis self-care episode look at us yeah we're on the pulse of what trends trends are you know people are asking about the routines people are asking about the self-care we got all the answers yeah but I like how we I like how when I presented this idea topic to you that we should talk about some of the things that we go to towards self-care I like that you got more specific in the self-soothing realm because I think that opens up a different conversation of what do you do when your emotional equilibrium is threatened and how do you come back home to yourself and find ways to make those little micro moments that you're prioritizing your mental health? So That really summed up my last few days. My emotional equilibrium being threatened. Being threatened? Actually, that, that really sums up the last month of my life. Uh, yes. Oh, why? What happened to you? Now the last week, maybe. What happened? Ow, I just mm. pinched my neck. Fuck. Em, em, <laughs> what happened to you? Emotional equilibrium has been threatened. That's what it is. Because of what? There's nothing in particular. It's just like... Oh, you're just having an just off the, week. Just life. It's just life, yeah, man. Yeah, you know what? Actually, my equilibrium, emotional equilibrium, has been threatened a lot too this last week. Oh, a lot of it's luteal phase oriented, but luteal. Also, Maddie's like posting our OK Sis meme about luteal phase. She's like, the girls who get it get it, and I DM her. I'm like, but you don't fucking get it because you've never had a fucking luteal phase. <laughs> Wait, but that do I not have one even if I'm on birth control? No. Oh. Okay. God. She's <laughs> All right. Like, well, I'm getting off. The girls who get it, get it. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't get it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like, I'm trying to be part of the, like the TikTok zeitgeist. Like, I need to talk like the teen. So I was doing that so that we can become a relevant content provider. Oh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> The social strategy that I've been working on. You yeah, know? I'm just trying gonna, to be relevant. I'm gonna keep uh, keep up my shtick, which is not knowing anything at any time, any place, anywhere. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Ain't that when the are motherfucking you, truth? When are you gonna come stay with me? You told me in six weeks when you get a bed. Oh yeah, I need a bed for you. Shit. Yeah. Hello. 
I'm counting down the days. I just haven't seen you for a, a really long time. Yeah. I haven't seen you since our night out where I drank tequila. When I taste tequila, baby, I still see you coming out of the t-shirt. Okay, I love you. We got to get off this podcast. We're just chatting at this point. We got to go. Love you, sisters. Oh, I almost flashed the camera. Oh, I would say I hadn't done that before, but I have. Sisters, you can follow me on Instagram at Scott Sobel, Mads at Maddie Mayo, and our joint account, which is really crazy that I have a joint account with my sister. I guess I have a joint podcast with my sister, so it makes sense. At <laughs> Okay, sis. Podcast. It was chaotic. Chaos. Love you.